Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week, our lead pastor, Greg Dumas, continues our Hot Topic series with a message titled Family Functions. We hope you enjoy this weekend's message. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Come on, can we celebrate God today? Let's celebrate. It's a good weekend. Come on, let's give it up for him. It's a good weekend. What's up, South Shore Plant City? Hey, Tampa, can we say hi to South Shore and Plant City? Give them a big hand. How about those of you who are online? God bless you. Delighted to be with you today. Uh, as we start services, uh, I'd like to pray for a gentleman, uh, Aylin Elliott, all right? He has, he has COVID. He's struggling right now. And I just want to open it. I want to pray, okay? Can we do that? Father, in the name of Jesus, don't look down. I want you to look up here, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, you're powerful. You're strong. You're greater than COVID. We're asking that you get him off the ventilator, God, and heal him this hour as so many are beseeching your throne right now for prayer. We believe in you. You're our healer. Lead him back to health. In Jesus' name and all those people said, amen and amen and amen. Aylin Elliott, Aylin Elliott, he's a, he's a friend of ours, dear friend of ours and uh, ministry partner, just a, a great man of God and, and uh, thanking God for his deliverance already. Um, in, in a couple of weeks, that's the way that's the way to pray, church. Thank you for praying. That's the way to pray. We, we believe that God rescues people. We believe that he's our healer. We, we really do. Um, in a couple of weeks, shifting gears here a little bit, in a couple of weeks, a very important uh, a service on a Wednesday night, August, Wednesday, August 4th. It's called Prophetic Presbytery. And so since nobody can remember how to say Prophetic Presbytery, we're just calling it Prophetic Night. All right, and so if you, you're gonna to wanna to come out, Pastor Tom Lane, Senior Executive Pastor at Gateway Church, is gonna be here, and so in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna talk about that. Pray for me, I'm a little bit under the weather, and so I'm gonna do my best to deliver today, okay, in Jesus' name, all right? Um, we're gonna talk about that, and I'm gonna tell you in a couple of weeks what the service is gonna look like, but before we get there, I just wanna say that God's gonna move. Prophetic presbytery means that men and women hear God. We're going to have some people on stage, and they're going to, they don't know who they are. And so they're listening to God, and they'll write down a page or so about what God says about that person or their marriage or what they're going to do. And then by faith, they deliver that to the people that are on stage, not knowing who, who they are, not knowing at all. And then we're going to have words in season and so if you're in the congregation, they will speak edifying, encouraging. They're not going to read your mail. Come on, church. This is not like old school prophecy, like, Brother John, stand up. You have sinned. All right. Nope. No one wants that, right? So it's an encouraging message, faith-building message. And it is really, if you've never been a part of something like that, it will change your life. It'll change your life. I'll tell you more about it in a couple of weeks, but you're going to want to mark your calendars, okay? And Amen. Amen and amen. All right, we're in a series called Hot Topics, and uh, we're just random topics that kind of go with summertime, and I think summertime has a lot to do with family function, right? Everybody getting together. We spent a little time away. By the way, don't we have an amazing teaching team? Come on, give it up for them. Come on, give it up. Let's give it up. So, thank God. Appreciate you so much. Such a great team. Spent time with our family, our, our mom and dad on, on both sides. And you know what I mean? We, we're here and there and blended families and all that stuff. So we got to spend time with half of them and some of our siblings and our nuclear family. And, and then we get the gold time, right? We get the gold and here's Mimi 
uh, with little Xander. He's two, turned two on Friday. This is the gold standard church right here. All right, and then here's Papa, uh, and he's got two Papas, and man, I just, that, that's the time that you just cherish the most, isn't it? That's just the, the coolest time. I know you're not as excited as I am, but I'm excited <laughs> about that little guy. Uh, our family is, is cool to have family function together, and then it's cool for our family, the church family, to function together. We had a, a movie night not long ago, just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Give it up for that. It was really cool, super fun. Some of you are like, well, Raya's, you know, filled with demons, and I'll talk to you later, okay? God bless you. We love you. Beep. That was, that's old school. All right, should I pray again? No, I don't need to. God of God is sanctified. So in family functions, here's a couple of thought around functions, and then what I want to do is I'm going to talk about your family, and I'm going to talk about our family, the church family. Uh, number one, a couple, just a couple of things. It's all about the kids, right? When we gather together, it's all about the kids. It, it really is. And our, our focus and our energy and our effort, it's really about them. And then uh, it's about the grandkids, and then it's about the great grandkids. And so all of our energy and our, our efforts are going towards the next generation, right? We, we want to see them grow up into grace. Number two, the adults, though, <laughs> know all too well that it actually takes planning and energy and resource to make it all happen. Can I get an amen? amen. Somebody's got to blow up the balloons at 2 a.m., so, so somebody's got to get it all done. I see the moms nodding. Moms are like, oh, yeah, I'm in the game now. I, I get it. I get it. As our kids grow up, as, as they see us taking the time and the energy and the work that's necessary to create these family functions uh, and, and to do it well, and to really do it well, it does take an, an enormous amount of energy. I was cooking the other day, and I thought to myself, you know, why should I change my clothes a third time? Because, because some of you get the joke. I mean, it's just so, I mean, it's just so hot. I mean, I'm just pouring. And then we remember it, right? Can I, men, right? Amen. Yeah, I, I just, just, what in the world? And then I remember, oh, they're all here. I've got to deliver. It's time. When they see us expending that kind of effort, our kids, when they're little, it's just, it's just to serve them. And then as they watch us, hopefully at some point, they get in the game and they start helping. They're carrying the water bottle. So when the grill catches on fire, I have something to put it out with. <laughs> there, there's, there's something to do for every member of the family and they turn, and I hope you're doing this with your family. I really, I really hope you are. They turn from recipient to participant, from recipient to participant. They, in other words, they are watching all the energy. They're watching the expense. They're watching. How many of you have gone to Disney? Uh, raise your hand if you've not gone to Disney, okay? You're not from Tampa, okay? <laughs> when, I remember going to Disney one time and being in Disney, and uh, my daughter at the time, she, was, she had one of those little Mickey Mouse ice cream cones, and it was melting, and she was saying, my ice cream is melting. And I said, I mortgaged the house for that. So don't let any of it spill. We're, we're. So sometimes we say we. We don't know the blessing that we live in. And so we find ourselves sometimes not understanding ourselves 
the glory, the goodness of the family that we're living in, the function that God has given us, the grace he's given us in our nation. And so we're not able to pass that down to our kids to say, do you realize we're in a place right now, and, and I'll say this for you and your family and your home, you're in a place right now at the Crossing Church, whatever church you go to, that God has blessed, that he's blessed your family, that he's blessed your time together, and that we could have joy and fellowship and love the Lord Jesus. Amen. That we could just say, yeah, yeah, we can thank God for that. And, and so we start to say to them, man, wouldn't it be awesome if you could start helping make all this happen? You know, many hands make short work, right? And then grandparents, you know, they, they, uh, there's a little bit of glory in those days. We're still contributing and serving just in different ways. And a couple of points here and I'll move on. Uh, grandparents, the seasoned saints really understand, really, really, really understand the value of being together. Amen. Because when I was about 35, my mom said, hey, it's going to go fast from here. And, and I, I was like, yeah, fast. Whoop. I will not tell you how old I am. Ha ha. It goes, it goes faster. I think the older you get, the faster it goes. I just really, I'm 52, by the way. I don't care if you know how old I am. I, I, it just goes fast. It really, really, really moves quickly. And we're celebrating a Xander's, my little grandson's, you know, two birthday and it just is, it's such a joy. I can't wait, I can't wait to get there. He might, not, he might just say, pa, and that's all I'm waiting for. That's all I'm waiting for. It's just, just, just the coolest thing to see them grow up. Grandparents understand the value of getting together. They understand the value of everybody getting along. Can I get an amen? Can you guys just get along? Can you guys just not, you know, when you take the family photo together and you're like, I don't want to stand by, you know, so-and-so. I just, can, can we just get along together? Take a look around at the Crossing Church at all of our campuses. Just look to your left, look to your right, look to your left. That's my left hand and look to your right. Look to your left, look to your right and, and celebrate the diversity for just a second. Can we do that? Come on, let's thank God. Can we just love each other? Seriously, can we just love each other and appreciate one another? And you know, if you got something bad to say, wait till you get out of the parking lot. God is, God is good. And then to see the generations grow up together, grandparents get it. You know why? Because they've been through the bumps and the bruises. You've been through the drama. You've seen the stuff. You've, you've seen the fact that fighting and all that stuff, it doesn't get anybody anywhere. It, it just doesn't. The, the, the function, the family's got to function, okay? So here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, and we're going to go to Scripture, Ephesians chapter 2. If you've got your Bible, if not, you can open the Crossing app, and it'll lead you right through it, all right? Ephesians chapter two is where we're gonna start. So everyone's placed in a family, everyone's placed in a family, and everybody's gifted for generational impact. Family, gifted, generational impact. Here we go, Ephesians chapter two, one through 10. As for you and me, all of us, we were, everybody say were. were. Ah, we used to be. We were dead in our transgressions and our sin. Transgression just means the multifaceted aspect of sin. We, we were dead in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. So at one point in time, the spirit of the Antichrist lived in you and you couldn't do anything except obey it. However, we've been delivered, haven't we? Verse three, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and its thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath separated from God's love. Why? Because we hadn't received Christ yet, okay? Four, 
but, and I love when I see this change of tenor in scripture, however, but, but, because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions and it is by grace you have been saved. It's by grace you've been saved. Come on, why don't we celebrate for real? Let's celebrate for real. Listen. Somebody needs to hear this today. Your worst mistake on your worst day, even if you've repeated it for the last 10 years, your worst mistake, God's grace reaches lower than that mistake. Some of you need to hear this. We disqualify ourselves all the time, don't we? Your worst sin, with your worst mistake, with your worst tragedy, with your worst choice, God's there to redeem the choice. I want you to know there are consequences for our choices, right? Come on, everybody, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Wall hard, nose soft. Ouchie. Consequences sometimes last a lifetime. But God's forgiveness is there to remove the stain of sin and death, the accusation of the devil, so that whatever has taken place, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, whatever has happened in your life, God has redeemed it so that you can stand in front of the, the, the throne of grace and receive from him the benefits that come from his kingship. The love that comes from him as a father. It was a movie that we watched uh, not too long ago on Pure Flicks and a gentleman was, uh, uh, actually he flatlined. He was uh, stung by a box jellyfish. And normally you've got like minutes before you die if you get stung by a box jellyfish. So he flatlined and he was in a very dark place. He described it as hell and the Lord spoke to him. He saw this effervescent light that kind of permeated his body. He was drawn up into uh, what he described as heaven and he said that he was confessing his sins. How many of you know when we get there, we're gonna see clearly how sinful we are? I mean, just, just like that. And I don't mean that to depress you, I mean that to impress you that Jesus is able to clean us. I, I, I'm not trying to, listen, I, I don't wanna bring you down, I, I want you to come up with him. Jesus, it's the grace of God, the charis that God gives us to quicken us and to give us. Jesus did not come to make bad people good. He didn't say, I want you to dress right and walk right and talk right and all those things. Jesus came to make dead people alive. Jesus came to make dead people alive. And as the gentleman was uh, moving back, like in shame, God, you see my sin. He said that the light just increased and increased and permeated his being and pulled him toward himself. God pulled him toward himself. And he said, I've never felt that kind of love before. And he said, my shame was overwhelmed by his grace. I, I felt so loved and so accepted, I just had to say yes. He shared the gospel with 61 million people in his life. Incredible testimony. Yeah. Verse six, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace, you have been saved through faith. That's the currency of heaven. Faith just means you said yes. And it is not from ourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works. There's nothing that you can do. You can't walk an aisle. You can't say the right thing, talk the right thing. You just say yes to Jesus and you get into what he's already done. You say yes, for we are God's workmanship. The word is poiamen. 
You're his poem, his masterpiece, his Sistine Chapel. You are, he, by the way, you know that God knows everything about you. He knows, he knows every single thing about you. And he believes, he knows. So <clears throat> I was talking to somebody yesterday and, and um, you think about God thinking about you. Do you remember how much you were loved or felt loved when you were a little person? Come on, somebody. Yes. Completely loved, safe. This is before you ever got banged up and bruised up and before you made mistakes and you felt unworthy and ashamed. God loves you like that. In other words, when you think about yourself, you go, ah, if you knew me, yeah, you couldn't, couldn't love me. And then you would ask the question, does your father or your mother think that way about you? And your father and your mother think about you the way that, uh, that's in purity. I don't know. There's, there's just nothing you can do to spoil a mother's love, right? There's just nothing. Some of you are like, they tried. <laughs> they, they tried, but you can't do it. You can't do it. We turn from recipient to participant. Already, right now, we're seated in a heavenly family. Not only has Christ received us and, and forgiven us of our transgressions, he has said, I take the slate and I wipe it clean, but now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take you and I'm gonna place you in eternity right now. So those of you who've trusted Christ, and I believe a lot of people have, you, you know Jesus as Savior, we are seated in Jesus next to the Father in the family of eternity right this very second. We're already, we're already, but not yet. That's why God says he has translated us and seated us with him in heavenly realms. We have a family. I want you to know today, you're in a great family. You are in a great family. Number two, we've been given spiritual gifts. Ephesians 4, 7 through 11. He's talking about unity of the body and he's talking about the whole church. He's talking about everybody. And then he comes down and he says, now I want to talk about you. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ has apportioned it. This is why it says he ascended on high and he led captives in his train. He gave gifts to men. What does ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. 10. He who descended is the very one who ascended or ascended higher than the heavens in order to fill the whole universe, 11. And it is he who gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastor teachers. Why? Because he's equipped the church like mothers and fathers to equip the next generation, to equip the next generation so that we all grow in grace. So that the body of Christ matures together. Quickly, here are some of the gifts in scripture. And when you were born, you got gifts, and when you were saved, you get gifts. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4. All of you, every one of you, say me, me. has received at least one gift. But I believe the gifts come in kind of, you know, they come in pairs, twos and threes. And, and so everybody is gifted. Everyone is gifted. And they're gifted for a reason not just to come sit in church, but to be the church. Amen. Not just to come sit in a church. I want you to come and I want you to sit and I want you to eat and I want you to be fed and I want you to be happy, but I also want you to be unhappy enough that you serve. Somebody, somebody know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? In other words, there has to be the tension in church. There's got to be comfort and there's got to be confrontation. And the confrontation is that I say to my flesh, get thee behind me. 
And, 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 I, and I come up out of where I am to serve God, to, 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 to glorify the king who has saved me. And so there's exhortation and giving and leadership and mercy and prophecy and service and teaching. And I won't go through the whole list. There's, there's manifestation gifts and ministry gifts. And the reason why the pastors and, and evangelists and teachers and apostles, the reason why they're in the church is to come alongside you and to equip you to say, here, I want you to start doing this, and then you can start doing this, and then you can start doing this. My son, he's 15, and now he is the carrier, we call him the carrier of all things, because he's participating in the family. And I'll tell you why. At 15, you should be flexing. And so, somebody say amen. He's the shirtless chef, all right? He's, he's cooking, his shirt is off, and I'm like, yeah, you, should, you should love this right now because it doesn't last forever, bro. <laughs> yeah, you love this. This is love it, you know? And so what happens in our faith is we come to Jesus, and I'm not talking about chronology. We come to Jesus, and, and you, you come, you're fed. But then at some point, you start to say, I, I, I want to flex my spiritual muscles a little bit. I, I would like to do some things. I would like to walk in some things. I would, I'd like to exercise who God made me to be. Uh, and, and, and so I'm not just designed to be a recipient in the family. I'm designed to be a participant. And I'll do what God has given me the grace to do. Not for the Lord. Come on, somebody. But from the Lord. Not for the Lord. Because that just means that's religion. I'm gonna do something from the Lord. The Lord's gonna move on me, and then I'm gonna, I, I remember having the conversation years ago with a buddy, and I felt like the Lord was calling me. I believe God's gonna call some people into full-time ministry today. Amen. Yeah, amen. I do. And that, that, I, didn't, I didn't hear that last night, I didn't hear it a week ago, I heard it today. I believe God's gonna say to some people today, you might be in this room, you might be one of the campuses, you might be on the other side of the stream, God's gonna say, I'm calling you into full-time ministry today. I am, and what it feels like is just being arrested. <laughs> I hope none of you have ever experienced that. <laughs> Unfortunately, in my college days, yeah, okay. So it, I remember talking to my buddy and we were driving and I said, you know what, I, I, wanna, I think I wanna serve God, I wanna start teaching a Bible study. And he said, well, why don't you start? And I was like, Brr. isn't that your response? Like we disqualify ourselves, like I could, I could never do that. And he's like, sure you can. Uh, why don't you try next Sunday? That's what it means to have an encourager, somebody next to you to just say, well, sure you can. Yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but sure you can. And in that same conversation, I said, well, if I, if I do the Bible study, amount, I mean, I really feel like um, maybe God's calling me uh, to do something more than that. And he looked at me, and as many people do, and as an encourager, he said, I believe God's calling you into full-time ministry. And I was like, stop the car. And we did, we, we stopped the car and he prayed for me and, and it was that, that, reconcili that moment of reconciliation where, where you just say, God, I wanna give you my life. I just, whatever you do with me is whatever you do with me and I don't know if that's full-time vocational or if it's just full-time, but God, please use me. God, please use my life. I want you to do something with my life that only you can do, amen? So we're placed in a family. All of us are placed in a family. It's God's family. And all of us, turn to your neighbor and say, you're gifted. Come on, smile at him. Say, you're gifted. You're gifted. You have to smile, otherwise it doesn't translate. <laughs> you're gifted. 
You're so gifted. For generational impact. For generational impact. You're here for a reason. Let me say it again. You're here for a reason. You're gifted for a reason. You're blessed for a reason. You're blessed to be a blessing. Ephesians 4, 2, last point. To prepare. Why? Why is it important that families function? To prepare God's people for the works of service. Because there are people that are waiting around the world for us to become who God created us to be. For the family of God to function. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Do you want that for your family? Oh, man. Those little people to grow up and and to be hardworking and honest and love God and have a Godward orientation. Isn't that our goal, church? Is that they have a Godward orientation so that whatever they do in life, wherever they go in life, their orientation is pointing towards true north. They're pointing towards the Lord. Attending to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ and then we'll no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves. Wouldn't that be good? And blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and the craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love. And then I want you to say this with me. You see it on the screen. Say it with me. As each part does its work. Sheesh. That's all of us. That, that's, that's all of us. We have friends in ministry and they're a beautiful pastoral couple and they have been fruitful um, all of their lives. Jennifer and Lorenzo Dunford, I want you to see a picture of them and their family. Now this is all, this is all their kid. These are their, this is a full quiver. They, they have 13, all right, biological babies. Superstar! Um, and so you would think, and there's some extras in there, right? <laughs> you, you would think that that would be calamity, wouldn't you? It's like, nah, it's just too many, too many kids. They have the most beautiful family function I've ever seen. They do. They forgive each other. Now, there's a lot of activity, don't get me wrong, because that's a lot of moving parts, right? But they forgive each other. They're kind to one another. These babies, they speak the word of God to one another. They, they actually, they were planning the wedding for the oldest daughter and we asked them, we said, you know, planning a wedding is a big deal. Was, you know, was, and she said, oh, no, 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 we, we don't do anything. We don't plan the wedding. They broke, they've broken their kids up into three categories, the bigs, the middles, and the littles. Because if you have this big a tribe, you have to. And she said, no, 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 no. The bigs understand that it's their job to plan the wedding and to do the whole thing. She says, I've done the hard work. I had all these babies. And then she said, so what I've taught them to do is I've taught them to plan and I've taught them to make the purchases. And so the older siblings help coordinate and buy the dresses and do all the stuff for the wedding, everything. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? And then she said, now in the job of the bigs are to do everything that, that he and I can do. That's their job. And then the job of the bigs is to take care of the middles, and then the job of the middles is to take care of the 
the littles. There you go. That's how church functions. There you go. That's how it's supposed to happen. Is that when you come into Christ, when you, when you come in, there's, and I, I want you to come and, and learn. And if you're a little, I'll put it this way, that the eldest man I've led to the Lord was in his late 80s. He, he was approaching 90. He was in his late 80s. And I led him to the Lord. And so at that age, chronology, he's an older, he's a seasoned, can we say seasoned saint? He's a seasoned saint. However, he's a little because he's just come into Jesus. And so if you've just trusted Christ or you're coming from another place and you're banged up, we want you to sit and we want you to eat. And littles are classic for eating, right? That's what we're supposed to do. And littles are a little messy, right? It's, it's, and, and so we understand it might be messy. We want you to eat for a little while, but even the littles can play a part and do something. Uh, my wife has sung this song to our kids since they were, I mean, literally this big. How many of you remember the big comfy couch? How many of you remember that? Okay, some of you, I'm dating myself. Some of you are like, big comfy couch. Anybody remember Michael Jackson? Okay, all right, good. This little big comfy couch. Michael Jackson was random. If you're brand new, I have ADD and stuff falls in the sermon. <laughs> stuff just falls out. No contextual connection whatsoever. None. It's just a little older. So she would sing to them, even littles, here's the point I want to make, even littles have a job. Every night, you know, my grandson takes his toys and he dumps them right where we walk. There's a pile of toys and every, he just knows, and so they go everywhere. So the little song through generations is clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere. Some of you are singing it, I love you. You just made my day. Everybody do their share. Even, even littles have a share. Even littles, if you, if, and so you can serve if you're coming, you're banged up, you're hurting, whatever it is. I wanna tell you this, life in Christ is sweeter when you're serving somebody else. I really, I wanna tell you that. Life in Christ is just better. If you're depressed, lead somebody to Jesus. I'll tell you what, your depression will, it'll start to get that way. It'll go that way. And so if you're, if you're a little, uh, serve as a parker or an usher or a greeter, one of our campuses. And I'm not saying that somebody who parks or is an usher or a greeter is a little. I'm saying they're easy access points. That's what I'm saying. Are you with me? Tony Dungy is a pretty fully formed Christian, isn't he? And if you don't know Tony Dungy, then maybe you're from, I don't know, Boston. Um, Tony serves. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, you're killing me. <laughs> Tony serves as a parker at the church that he goes to. It just means easy access. And, and, and when he was asked, he was like, you know, I do all this stuff and I just, I actually, I want to be outside. I, I want to sweat. And he goes, I want to smile. If you can, everybody do this. Just smile at me. Smile, wave. There you go. Job fulfilled. <laughs> there you go. You, you, you passed the requirement. You made it. Is this an easy access point? If you're a middle, if you're a middle, you can serve with our children. And here's what we believe at the crossing. We're not in there rocking babies. We're taking care of the next generation of the prophetic. Amen. We're taking care of the next group of prophets. Really, I mean, you know, the Billy Graham's gotta be in some little ministry at some point, right? Yes. Yeah. And if you're a big, we're saying, 
lead a life group. And, and a life group's the place where you just, you find life in a church. In a church this size across our campuses, thousands and thousands and thousands of people, it is impossible to receive care and to grow as a Christian just having a snack on the weekends. This is a Scooby snack. This is just one little snack. We want to teach you how to walk in the Word of God and to look at other people's lives and to say, and we want to make you jealous of each other. That's what the Bible says. There's a holy jealousy. And here's what it sounds like. If you can do that, I can do that. If you can come up out of that, I can come out of that. If, If your marriage can change, my marriage can change. Come on, church. If your life can change, my life can change. My life can change. I, w- I want you to go to this URL, and, and would you do this for me? Everybody who's got a phone, okay, I want you to see this. Just go to the, yeah, here's the URL, wearecrossing.com. Everybody who's got a phone, would you pull your phone out for just a second? Would you do that? Grab your phone. This is like the old style concert. Just hold them up, hold them up. All right. No, just, uh, I didn't mean that. I was just kidding. You can, but you're, you do awesome. Take a photo of that URL, will you? Here, here's, what, here's what it is. The URL will bring you to the campus that you go to. We have three campuses. We're blessed. God is good. And there, you can go to the next slide. There you could look at where you could potentially jump in to serve. Where you could just, you could jump in. And, and so some of you have one hour. Some of you have more. Some of you have 30 minutes. 30 minutes of your time just giving to the Lord changes your life. It changes your perspective. Instead of being, wouldn't it be awesome, church, I'm going to talk to the moms for a second. Wouldn't it be awesome if everybody in your family started to help? We start a riot right here. I mean, somebody's got to load the dishwasher, right? It's not like the dishwasher fairy shows up at eight o'clock every night. Right? In other words, there are things to be done. Everybody in a church this size thinks that somebody else is already doing it. But I want you to know that God has called us, every one of us, to do the things that God has called us to do. And I'm, not just the nominal things, there are people here that need to hear the gospel of Jesus. And it's in your context, in your voice, is the one to lead them to the Lord. And so there are many men and women who have, who have gone, and, and I was in this place too, we were sitting right where you're sitting. We're sitting right wherever you're sitting at, at Plant City, at South Shore. You're sitting in the seat, and God is just, God's just touching you like this. He's tapping you, and the entire world, and I mean it, sometimes we lose our focus because we think we have myopia. We, we, we think just right here. But I want you to know that you impact your family, right? Right? I'm landing the plane. You impact your family. Your decisions and what you do and what you say and how you act and what you believe impacts your family. Well, your family impacts this family. Come on, amen? What you do in your family matters. What you do here matters. And this family impacts our city. And our city impacts our region. I love our city. It's awesome. You know, woo, Champa Bay. However, there's a lot of work to do here in morality. This city needs the morality of Jesus. This city, we are Champa Bay, but man, I don't know what you would call us in, this, in the realm of morality. We need, we need to change our city. And the city impacts the region, and the region impacts the state, and the state impacts the country, and the country, God bless America, impacts the world. It does. It does. 
It does, it does, it does, it does. So I'd like to pray for you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I, I, I just wanna, I wanna lead you in a prayer. I, I, I would, and our prayer partners, you can come forward at all of our campuses. You can begin to come. <clears throat> to say, Lord Jesus, every voice, would you, Lord Jesus, I surrender. I give you my life. I fully surrender my life. I've seen enough. I want to serve you. Jesus, you know I've sinned. I place my life in your hands. Forgive me. Heal me. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed that message from our lead pastor, Greg Dumas. Don't forget you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch all of our messages on demand, plus our live broadcasts at youtube.com slash crossingchurch. And you can download our app. Just search for Crossing Church Tampa in your app store, and you can find upcoming events, how to connect to a life group, and more. Thanks for joining us. We can't wait to worship with you next weekend.